Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 39. No, no, it's episode 40. No, it's, it's 39. <laughs> didn't we do 39 just a little while ago? No, no, we didn't. We didn't, Russ. <laughs> oh, okay. It's episode 40. No! <laughs> it's episode 39. Buy yourself a Box Cutters t-shirt. Go to cafepress.com slash boxcutters or... Click on the Superstore of Love link on boxcutters.net. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Ross McQueen. Hey, hey. And to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Hey, I we've just... had we've had a bit of feedback that uh, Ross and myself sound a little bit too alike. So I think I'm going to uh, do the whole show talking like this. <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> Sounds a bit like Trevor Marmalade, doesn't it? Yeah, that's not going to piss anybody off, Brett. <laughs> Josh and I had another oh, well. solution. <laughs> okay, used to it. <laughs> yeah. See, if we just turn your mic off, Brett, then. Uh, no one will get confused because they'll go, who's that voice that isn't Josh? Oh, it's Ross. Yeah, Excellent. Right. <laughs> we might still have the same problem. <laughs> People, People just think it's, it's... I can't tell the difference between them even more now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been propping Ross up for months. <laughs> uh, I a, I don't think you can carry that off through the whole show. And B, I, I think I will stab you <laughs> if, if you try to. What we... if I said Jobo like this? Jobo, Jobo. Uh, I have a fountain pen. No, that really hurts it. in the eye. Hey, I can't do uh, that. Are we into repeats of the wedge already? <laughs> So really, because it was all the same jokes. <laughs> I watched uh, I also, a bit of it on Tuesday. I also take back a lot of what I said about the wedge. Really, early on, yeah, because I said that uh, the wedge was a lot worse than Comedy Inc. Yeah, and I recently uh, saw a bit of Comedy Inc. The Late Shift. No, 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 it's just as bad. Oh, really? It's it, it, it's actually I take back what I said about Comedy Inc. Ah, uh, okay. Because I was I was thinking, wondering if we could get some sort of court injunction against the wedge. <laughs> Well, like it, it's just awful. We're not going to have to. We're not going to have to. Because I, had, I had somebody at at my cafe the other day just quoting verbatim from the two chicks on the poking machine. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they're you know yeah. one of one of the few people I used in to the like world. It too. One of the few mm. people in the world who uh, who likes it because apparently after their huge rating of forty eight in the first week, mm-hmm. they have dropped. To somewhere in the low thirties. Ah, oh, okay. This week, okay. as the ranking of what's the forty-eight? Not forty-eight mil. No, no, no. That's a, a forty-eight. <laughs> that's in ratings points. Okay. Uh, and that would also be in Channel 10's sixteen to thirty-nine demographic. Yes. Loving. Yes. Uh, this is box cutters. You are uh, listening to, and it's all about television. Mm-hmm. Later on in the show, we've got some talk about the World Cup. Uh, a couple of I Don't Buy It's, which should be fun. Mm-hmm. Some crap TV. Uh, I'm going to do a Things You May Have Missed and talk all about Dead Like Me. Oh, come on. Give us the full title of the segment. Well, what was the other title we came up with? Things You May Have Seen. Things You May Have Seen. <laughs> it's much easier. <laughs> Things You May Have Missed because they have only appeared on cable television or only on DVD. Perhaps you haven't seen them on or, either. Or Perhaps, possibly they've been on free-to-air and you just and, didn't see it. And it was at a ridiculous time. No. You might just have not seen it. Right. Next week we're going to do McLeod's Daughters. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole different reason why nobody's watching that. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about what's good for you and, uh, and then finish the show. That's it. As always, though, we're going to kick it all off with the Box Cutters News.
White Rock. The Adelaide <laughs> Advertiser reports that Gretel Colleen might be the next to leave the house. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. It seems that uh, the Big Brother host may be starting to grate on viewers' nerves. Starting? The advertiser, you know, starting. Well, apparently, uh, there, there is a rumour that on la- uh, before last night, sorry, last night's, last Sunday's eviction show, crowd members held banners bearing the words, it's time to grow, it's time to go, Gretel. Oh. And producers quickly took those banners off them before going to air. Ah, uh, before Gretel saw them. Bef- I don't know if uh, I don't know if that's before Gretel saw them or okay. she was also booed when she walked onto the stage pre-show. Really? Yeah. I wonder what that's all about. Yeah. Cuz well, she she's awful. No, she's fantastic. <laughs> Always has been. <laughs> she's she's the only thing that keeps that show together. Jesus. Who are you watching for her? Just switch off now. <laughs> Who are they going to get to replace her though? Uh Mike Goldman. <laughs> <laughs> And she gets relegated to up late. It's like like being dropped in a football team. Then a hot dogs takes over. Oh, hot dogs. <laughs> she gets relegated to the up late game she's show. Gone. Yeah. Oh, she's oh, gone. Oh, gone altogether. She, right. That's it. Back okay. to writing books for kids. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Maybe not necessarily correct, but first. And I also like to say, you know, Adelaide advertiser also first with the speculation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of Big Brother, there are two brand new intruders to go into the house. What? Wednesday the 21st, so next Wednesday, uh, if Wh- you're listening why? to this relatively soon. <laughs> why? I don't know. Have they, There are too many people in the house already. The last eviction show, mm. it looked like there were just as many people on the couch as the first eviction show. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think maybe they figure if they keep stocking up the numbers, something will actually happen. Because at the <laughs> moment, nothing's happening. Nothing at all is happening. So uh, there's been strong rumours that uh, it would be a contestant from Big Brother UK, which I'm sure is BB UK. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but that's not true, and it's not going to be Chopper Reed, and it's not going to be two of the contestants from The Biggest Loser. I was going to be Chopper Reed in BB UK '07. Yeah, well, it's not going to be here. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I saw on YouTube the uh, that footage that uh, Jess was talking about last week. Okay, uh, absolutely hilarious. That that girl just not understanding the whole concept of a tranny, just not understanding. And that point where she goes, "But you do understand that you would have to go for gay guys." It's hilarious. Even though, you know, it was spoilt for me and I've spoiled it for people again, it's it's worth checking out because it really is a hilarious bit of footage. Put a link up on the site uh, later on. Yeah, right. Uh, still on BBUK 07, uh, the heads of two British mental health charities think that Big Brother is torture, literally, for the housemates. I know that it's been torture on uh, some of the viewers for a long time. Uh, They're saying that Big Brother is taking real and serious risks with people's mental health for the sake of entertainment. Uh, They allege that Big Brother uses a technique called experimental neurosis on contestants, providing an irregular and confusing system of rewards and punishments to increase tensions in the house. Producers of uh, Big Brother UK uh, have agreed to speak to the heads of, or to people at Sane and Mind, the two organisations would, in the UK. I would love to see Amnesty International get onto uh, the whole Big Brother thing. <laughs> it's it's probably got quite a few of the same um, similarities that the, that they say to look for for cults too. You know, controlling of 
of night food and day and when and you get up yeah. and food and very strict. You know, the, the Australian Big Brother has kind of some dodgy elements such as electric shocks and the yeah. punishment room. Yes, yes, yes. that's true. But hey, then uh, they also have the reward room. You know, it's give and take with Big Brother. <laughs> Just uh, just quickly, when Big Brother is gone, a little bit later in the year, Channel 10 have announced that they're going to show a brand new reality show five nights a week. They're very excited about this, aren't they? Yeah, apparently. It's called uh, Renee is Getting Married. Well, congratulations to Renee. Something that sounds mm. suspiciously like uh, Perfect Match meets My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Mm. A 31-year-old second-generation Greek-Australian girl goes on a search to find the perfect man. Now, I don't, I don't quite understand how they're going to do this because they're saying it's a live panel show where she gets advice from three panellists. Yep. Uh, presumably, there's got to be some... That, that would just be once a week. Uh, or or they, like they'll be following her around and have cameras in her apartment and watching her meet with suitors and all that kind of stuff, surely. I'd, well, love, to, I'd love to see three panellists go with her on every single date. And <laughs> it, it, the, the info I've got says that it'll be broadcast live from the Sydney studios, so maybe it's not actually going to get out of the studios at all. Maybe it's going to be... Well, that's going to be five perfect riveting nights with, a week. With, yeah. Without the screen and, and with the Australian Idol <laughs> bastard judge. So, so some <laughs> guy will come out and it. say, hi, how are you going? And the channel will go, nah, nah, next. <laughs> I'd rather see her do the whole thing with, uh, with three panel beaters. Yeah. That, that'd make it more interesting. <laughs> yeah, now there's a show. Yeah, Tens- oh, so that, that'll take about three weeks. Yeah. Our very good friend David Motts, <laughs> who is Ten's chief programming officer, yesterday declared that the new program... Is, tr- is a truly contemporary concept the likes of which has never been seen on Australian television. That's, which is amazing because I could swear that we've seen shit before on television. <laughs> uh, moving stations to Channel 9. Channel 9 recently conducted a neuroscientific experiment uh, that challenges the belief that TV commercials and ad breaks struggle to interest viewers Apparently, viewers are more interested in ad breaks than the actual shows. Apparently, a world first uh, research project. <laughs> who else is gonna? Who else is gonna undertake such research? A television network that does a study that drives up its revenue. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, uh, a uh, representative from the research organisation, uh, Peter Kenny, and this is uh, as quoted in the Age, says. What we found here in Australia with Nine is groundbreaking. All we can say is, based on the work we've done, the brain does tune into TV advertising when it comes on. The brain actually reacts to different sorts of signals, and as soon as an ad break comes on, it almost involuntarily changes its attention span. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I would like to say it almost involuntarily changes the channel. (laughs) Because all all that's shown is that, yes, people do pay attention to when the ads come on. But they don't necessarily like the ads. And the answer to your question uh, about who else would have done it, uh, in recent months, Jetstar, David Jones, uh, Simplot's Birdseye brand and the federal government have all used the same uh, system. Well, um, yeah, they've, they've used the same technology <laughs> to, to find how people will respond to ads rather than just, say, asking them. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that Channel 9 didn't go the whole hog here and, and say, you know, well, they watch Channel 9 ads, <laughs> but Channel 7 and 10 ads, they tune out straight away. I'm, sh- but, I'm sure a little more money could have funded, should have funded the research to say that. Here's an inter- interesting thing to try. Back when uh, 
I lived in another house. Ads came on and they just stayed on for the for the whole time until the show came on. When I moved mm-hmm. in with uh, with my housemate in in my current house, she had a, a habit of pressing mute on the remote control every time an ad came on. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm at somebody else's house and ads come on, I need to mute it. Ah, oh, interesting. Uh, and yeah, I, I try that at home and let us know how it goes because I can't stand the sound of ads now. Have you ever been in a room where the TV's been muted and there's a, a bunch of people and people actually still keep on watching the screen? Yes, I have. Mm. Yes, I have. Those so people are no longer it's my friends. Quite a curious uh, <laughs> uh, little phenomenon there. Um, I don't. I, we haven't actually mentioned how they did the testing. Uh, they had. They said, "How much money are you paying us? What do you want the results to be?" <laughs> They had 300 <laughs> tests using a consumer panel wired with uh, something called neural sites, headsets. Uh, the panelists watched simulated broadcasts and TV breaks in Cold Case Getaway and a one-day international cricket game um, and actually kind of maps the, the electrical activity that was going on in the brain. Uh, watching Getaway and um, cricket... I, the, <laughs> No wonder, you're saying it's no wonder that the ads are more interesting. I, I think they could have doubled up the research and, and had a look at people who would be in a coma-like state at the same time. Well, now I've, I've interpreted the results as, as I've seen them, which is basically people just know when ads are on. However, uh, Peter Pinter, unfortunate name, who is head of Nine's client strategy un- unit, uh, said viewers certainly don't switch off in ad breaks. That's what... He's taken from that. Right. So basically, as with all research, it's really about who you listen to. Uh, while we're talking about Channel 9, there are some underperforming stars under the gun, according to The Australian. Uh, Eddie Maguire's shake-up of the Nine Network is expected to result in the axing of underperforming top stars within weeks, including, included in that is Jessica Rowe. Not surprisingly, that's uh, according to a Channel Nine insider. Well, she's had a bit of problems, uh, a bit of a problem adapting from being a newsreader to being uh, a personality, not just a kind of automaton that uh, that can is good at reading off the auto cue. Yeah, yeah, and and in fairness, you know this uh, melancholy bullshit that's going on at the moment is kind of spreading its evilness across all kinds of news and current affairs. If uh, for those in Melbourne watching the Channel 10 news, obviously the news director has told uh, Mel Walden, Steve to, Quartermain... To and shake his head? <laughs> Mel Walden, Steve Quartermain and whoever they are... Uh, is it Helen Kapalos who does yes. the news from 10? Uh, they now have to do a witty bit of banter after the sport every oh. night. And it's just appalling. Like, it, 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 yeah, it's, it's atrocious. And she, she is particularly uncomfortable. And it, and it shows in, in that Jessica Rowe kind of light that Jessica Rowe is actually doing quite well being natural in herself. I mean, Helen Kapalos is terrible at it. And you just pray that she goes back to reading the auto cue again. Look like a robot, and she's perfect. But well, a bit of to and fro between the the news readers and the sports dudes has been fairly staple for that decades. Tr- that's true, but I think this is a so this this is a they, policy shift. Extending this is, it out a little bit, yeah. And this is a not like if it occurs, that's great. This is like you have to do some sort of uns. Oh, I reckon they always had to. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've been. I, yeah, it seems a bit different to me. It seems a, a little more forced and a little. I more think. I think the, pro- the problem is that uh, Channel Ten, sorry, Channel Nine, 
jumped at the possibility of getting Jessica Rowe, thinking that she would be a draw card, uh, without actually testing her in that environment. Mm. And that's, you know, that's a rookie mistake. Why would, why would you do that? Why would you not uh, properly, you know, audition her and, and have practice runs with Carl Stefanovic? And, because uh, because after- it's hard when you're running around with your hair on fire. <laughs> no, but it was, it was kind <laughs> of... Concentrate. It was it kind is. of before this latest phase of running around with your hair on fire. Oh, and true. it was just by a standing boss, uh, some guy called Sam Chisholm or something. Yeah, Apparently, according to an, a Channel 9 insider, Today News reader Sharon Gadella... Sharon Gadella. ...is being seriously considered as, as a replacement... Uh, for Roe, but Eddie Maguire is said to be weighing up options, including the future of Roe's co-host, Carl Stefanovic, which God, he it, it must gone. suck to be Carl, eh? That, that his future's linked to Jessica. But his future has been in question ever since he got on the show. Yeah, because he's been shit ever since then. It's, it's not that Jessica Rowe has brought him down. It's that the combination of Jessica Rowe not being very good with Carl Stefanovic not being very good leads to an average of not being very good. <laughs> That's just simple maths. Yes. As opposed to Mel and Koshy, which is just delightful television. Hey, hey, one of them has hair, the other one doesn't. <laughs> and thus, we get both extremes. You see how that works? That's how television works for us. Speaking of extremes, uh, we've, got a, we've got a bit of competition coming our way from cable giant HBO. Uh, they're launching podcasts for their original shows, including Deadwood, Entourage, Lucky Louie, and Dane Cook's Tourgasm. What do you mean, podcasts? Uh, the podcast As will feature... The, the, no, 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 this is, this is separate. This is just cast and crew talking about the show. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Because so, there's actually a scrub song where the cast have their favourite episodes and they're available as podcasts. Uh, there's also... Oh, so that's, that is the actual episodes available as podcasts. Yeah. Because there, there is a Lost one as well where the Lost producers, they start with an interview with the star, uh, with one of the, one of the stars of the show, and then the producers talk about things that's happening on the show. But there's only like four episodes available of Scrubs. Right. On that okay. Uh, Entourage will feature a segment called Hollywood Minutes uh, with wacky true life stories of the biz along with video clips from the show. It'll also feature a series of interviews with uh, Mark Wahlberg called The Wahlberg Sessions. Nothing reduces my faith in that as a quality product like the word wacky. Wacky, yeah, that's true. Uh, It's almost as good as hilarious (laughs) or zany. I think it's this thing now that we're talking about a couple of weeks ago, you know, shows have to have some sort of online content now. Yes, Yes, and uh, and there is one network in the States now that uh, will only take new shows that can give them the whole package of online content and uh, and the show itself. Yeah. If we can just jump back to uh, to some of the nine shenanigans. Yeah, all right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> in in relation to uh, all, all the redundancies and pay cuts and stuff, uh, Maguire's been going on about uh, wanting to get Channel 9 back to its edge and break news that people care about with one-off specials like uh, the Beaconsfield Miners thing, Kerry Pat- Packer's tribute show, which was <laughs> freaking awful. Um, and he also sees the Footy Show's World Cup edition this Sunday as much a news event as anything else. Oh, it's a news. 
Ah, oh, so now he's a newsmaker. Oh, yes, he is. It's, it's believed, explain more, Brett. Properly. It's believed that uh, Eddie seriously considered cancelling his trip to Munich after announcing the job's going last week. Uh, but he was encouraged by PBL chiefs John Alexander and Chris Anderson to continue to go to Munich, as there's a lot riding on its success. Uh, the original format of two hours has been extended by 20 minutes to allow more advertising to take up s- advertisers to take up sure. spots. Because um, people are paying attention. They've just figured this out. People are paying attention to their ads, so they're putting more in. <laughs> but apparently, apparently uh, they were very excited because uh, nothing of its like has been seen on Australian TV. Uh, the whole idea was Eddie's and Cos uh, Cardone's. Uh, you're right, you're right. We've never seen a bunch of ex-footballers on stage in another country making idiots of themselves. And the whole line-up yeah, has seen been another country. selected around Eddie as a host. What about the English footy show every year? Yeah. When they go to England every year? Yep. Oh, did they do that? Yeah. yeah. I've never seen that. Right. That's that's what I mean. I've never seen that. Right. Uh, you know... Um, I've never the, seen the likes of it, even. <laughs> <laughs> the 100 pay cuts that nine kind of reminds Job me... Cuts. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of The Simpsons, you know, where they're digging for treasure and they find the note saying, there is no treasure, and they don't know how they're going to get out of the hole. So they we'll dig our way out. <laughs> and then Mo says, no, dig up, stupid. <laughs> like, I, I think it's the same with Eddie. How are we going to fix our news and current affairs? Let's fire 100 people. Yeah. <laughs> now what? To, to be fair, there there is good news coming out of the nine camp, uh, which is that <laughs> they're down to a camp now. Yeah, <laughs> they've lost all their buildings. They've lost all lost the empire. <laughs> they're just they're just down to a few tents and maybe a hut. Eddie has the hut, of course. Yeah, he's CEO. Uh, that uh, they are going to be expanding uh, some of the news profiles, uh, to, to, and once again, there is talk about uh, not having uh, lowest common denominator stories on a current affair and boosting up that as news content Mm. and uh, maybe turning it into a current affairs program rather than uh, is your microwave safe? Mm. Actually, is your microwave safe would be a good story (laughs) on a current affair. (laughs) Is your microwave as cheap as it could have been Uh, is is more like a a story. The genre has uh, been described by the Channel 9 people as shock and outrage. That's the genre. It, that they are or that, that they, they want to be? Are. That yeah, they that are. And they, they want to move away from They want to move oh. away from, from shock and outrage to uh, interesting and uh, a little bit poignant. Oh. Which doesn't roll off the tongue as nicely. No. no. Speaking of sport. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I think television will be the winner out of that or the viewers. Well, hopefully, if, if they actually do it. Yeah. But as we know about television, it's all about... And how gutted must when, when are the viewers Ray Martin be to get out of it, <laughs> given that he wanted to actually do some serious stuff when, when he got are, into when it? When are the viewers ever the winners? Uh, when they... There was a time in 1956. <laughs> I think it was the uh, second week in October. Uh, in 1956, yeah. when, uh, when the, uh, the Melbourne Olympic Games were, were televised. Yeah. 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 Then the viewers were winners. Then everyone was a winner. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, especially Herb Elliott. Speaking of sport, yeah, got it back to sport. Uh, Fox, Foxtel are going to broadcast the first round and last round of the US Open live. Oh, because Channel 9 has dropped it. Channel 9 have dropped the golf ball. As, uh, it, yeah, so that's the, the US Golf Open as opposed to the US Tennis Open. Yes. Which they stopped showing a couple of years ago. They only show the last four days now, I think, of the... US they tennis. used to show all the US Tennis but now they only show the last four days. Yeah, because they've spent all their money on Wimbledon. Uh, I 
just don't well, think it's, well. it's, it's like the golf. I just don't think it rates well enough. Right. Uh, I, I, this isn't a surprise with the golf. The The last golf that they showed rated abysmally and they just, yeah. Well, uh, apparently, this, uh, according to the Australian, Nine is not prepared to give up more viewers to the Seven Network after d- disastrous US Masters ratings earlier this year. Yeah. So it, it's just not working for them, which is a little bit annoying. A lot of people do wake up... Uh, the the morning of the final day of the US Open and the Masters to uh, catch that last round. Yep. Uh, and oh, so they wake up here when it's early in yeah. the morning and it's like afternoon because, over there. Because I'm, that, sh- I'm sure all of those people have Foxtel. Because yeah, the the, the <laughs> uh, man with the chicken right here in the studio <laughs> with us. <laughs> because the, the coverage the coverage did used to go to about nine thirty ten o'clock in the morning, and so they they were just go through that. What it means is that that's another day that today is off the air. So rather than <laughs> rather than put something on that people might watch. <laughs> yeah, I would have thought that 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 try and have more golf on if anything. But uh yeah, what are they going to do? Surely they could have golf 5 days a week. <laughs> What are they going to do? The conclusion to uh, something that has been kind of going around and around for the last couple of months, the ABC board nominations and uh, appointments and presidency uh, has been resolved. Donald McDonald has been kept on for another six months as ABC chairman, not president, and uh, two new directors, Peter Hurley and Keith Winshuttle, have been appointed to the ABC board. And where do they come from? Uh, they're non-executive directors and they begin immediately. Peter Hurley is a businessman from the hotels industry, having been a national senior vice president and state president of the Australian Hotels Association. Keith and, uh, has also sat on boards for SA Tourism and Australian Tourist Commission. Oh, which makes him perfect to uh, to talk about uh, Media. radio and television. Yep. And Keith Winshuttle is an historian, author and publisher uh, and has uh, previously worked as a journalist with B&T. I'm not sure what that stands for. And The Daily Telegraph. And Donald McDonald, of course, is a well-known spokesperson for... Chain of family restaurants. Yes. Uh, well, he's Ronald's brother. Oh, his brother. Here's, yeah. here's oh. a crazy But a, but idea. a Howard appointee who didn't go in and slash and burn as he was expected to. Yeah, but oh. here's, here's a crazy idea. Why not put some media experts on the board of the ABC? Well, you know, this, this also runs concurrently with getting rid of the staff director um, from the ABC board. Which is, you know... A, a terrible tragedy as far as who, who r- would actually have some exp- have, have, have some idea about yeah. how to do it. Uh, but you know, why not get people who have retired from the industry but are familiar with it, like because I don't know, Sir Eric Pierce or someone, you know, Eddie Maguire next year, he's dead. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, Eric Pierce. Yes, one, I know Eric Pierce is yeah, dead. But then, once Eddie's free, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's all about it's all about federal government ideology. It's That's, all about economics. It's not about what they actually produce. It's mm-hmm. bullshit. It's all about how cheaply they can do the minimum. <laughs> That's true. See, Eddie, it'd be perfect. <laughs> That's his whole mo at the moment. <laughs> Speaking of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, two writers from King of the Hill, which is a show that I like and nobody else in this room does, uh, have been uh, sharked by CBS. Sharked? Sharked. Wow. They've been sharked by CBS. 
to uh, to so King of the Hill is on which channel? King of the Hill is on Fox. Okay, yep, in the states Mm -hmm. uh, because Fox just love making uh, animation for some reason. All the animation seems to be on Fox. So these two writers from King of the Hill have uh, been given a two-year, seven-figure deal to start working on new projects. Rather than being assigned to existing projects, which is often the way that these things go, they have been uh, just purchased, so to speak. When's somebody going to give me a seven-figure deal and just say, yeah, yeah, do it. Just come up with something. Give what you like. Send your offers to hooraboxcutters.net <laughs> and we'll consider all of them. <laughs> I wouldn't even mind if they were seven individual figures. <laughs> a, fr- a friend of mine said to me the, uh, the other week, I'm earning close to six figures. I've gone, really? She's gone, yeah, yeah, I'm earning five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on 12 grand. That was, yeah, that was, that was a great joke. Uh, also, just briefly in the news, we have... Two Australian contestants in the next series of Rockstar. A Melbourne surfer who used to work in a carpet shop. His name is Toby Rand. Is in the final 18. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if the final 18 actually make it onto the show or if the final 18 is like at the beginning of uh, America's Next Top Model where they have like 18 people and then... Uh, they'll have a whole show about how there are 18 people and then at the end they'll say, now run into this room and if your name is on this board... You're one of the 12 who are in the show. Or a bit like the old opening to Rockwiz, where they have like the, the brief question and answer session that they use to choose the, the contestants on that. Or like, uh, deal or no deal. Or like Miss America. <laughs> we've got 52 <laughs> contestants and now we've got five. <laughs> it's exactly like Miss America. Uh, the other contestant is uh, Duke Cartel, who uh, is... Uh, Not Cartel. No. Oh, sorry. Duke Cartel is... Sorry. That's the name of a band. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who the other person is. Clearly. No, no, Duke, Duke Cartel sounds good. I read this... <laughs> I read this article once and I swear there were two people in it. And now I've read it again and there's one. That's Harold Sun cutting down the amount of news as you read it. And the point of Rock Whore is uh, join what band? Uh, to join a band called... No, it's a super, oh, it's a make it's a, a, yeah, su- a super, super band. And, with Tommy uh, Lee on drums? Uh, yeah, Tommy yeah. Lee. Yeah. Uh, Gilby Clark from Guns N' Roses. This is an old episode. And uh, Jason Newstead yep. from Metallica. Yep. And the guy who won Rockstar in excess singing backup vocals. <laughs> <laughs> JD, JD Fortune, who uh, I saw on... Because, uh, because the rest of the guys have too much money, so they're not actually interested in playing. Yeah. <laughs> they're interested in looking like porn stars. In the, in the toilet at Being my work... porn stars, maybe... <laughs> In the toilet at my work, Allegedly. there was a copy of Zoo Magazine, which is quite a lowbrow magazine. Yeah. Uh, but they had a separated at birth thing, which, uh, you know, really stretched some concepts quite a lot. Yeah. But one of them was JD Fortune, current lead singer of NXS, and Aloisi uh, Striker for the Australian oh. Socceroos. <laughs> right. Classy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd, you'd, yeah, it's funny. You'd think uh, you'd think Zoo Magazine would be quite highbrow when they're advertising it as a person walking into propeller blades or into a sausage maker. Why have we never bought that? <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, terrible, absolutely terrible. <laughs> they, they they probably haven't come into uh, Brett's vision yet. 
No, no, because no, the magazine the magazine only started a couple of months. Mondays yeah, are more dangerous or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, and lastly, in the news, Darren Starr, whose last project as producer and writer was Gross Point, which uh, apparently lasted a lot longer than it in the US than it did in Australia. Uh, actually, not a bad show. A little bit of a piss take on the nine hundred two one zero style of of shows is uh, set to produce and write an adaptation of the uh, dark comedy Nighty Night. And that's uh, going to be on Showtime in the US. So British, the US. British comedy Which, Nighty Night, is it? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, it's a British comedy. I don't think I've seen it. No, I haven't seen it either. I've oh, seen Nighty Night. Uh, Essex girl, hairdresser, whose husband gets sick and she's off shaking all these other people and there's, there's neighbours and she actually kind of fakes his death and then has a funeral for him because he's still alive in the hospital. Right. Mm. Oh, see, that, that could be quite good. Yeah. Darren, there, was, you know, there was some word about a sequel series uh, in the UK because it finishes off, he's, he's still not dead for as much as she's tried to Oh, I remember him. it aired here about eight mm. months ago. Maybe a bit longer. It was, it was uh, like an ABC... Like a Friday night or a Wednesday, Sunday night. Wednesday, Wednesday in night. Little Britain time slot. Whatever. It was one of those. Yeah, I, I remember it being on here. So, yeah, Darren Starr is going to do an American version of that. I rate Darren Starr quite highly. I think he's, a, I think he's, he's quite a good producer and, and writer. Also on the subject of UK shows oh, on, in the he US. He also produced Sex in the City. Uh, the Office has now moved or moved through all of the scripts from the UK and is moving into its own specially scripted third ah, season. Ah, that will be interesting to see. Which and, office? Uh, the Office US. US. And no, I, 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 just as Ghost Whisperer is your guilty pleasure, I've, been, uh, I've actually been catching up with The Office quite regularly, yeah. the US version. Uh, the pilot was the same script as the uh, UK version. None of, the, none of the rest have been anything like the UK version. Really? Yep. Which okay. brings to, to mind... I'll have to check that article. I didn't bring I can, I can get you... Um, I, can, I can get you in touch with somebody who can get you copies of them. Of course, I, I wouldn't know where to get no, them myself. What's, of what's the name of the David Brandt? He's going on to 174 grand an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, uh, Steve Carell. Carell. Yep. Steve Carell. Who was in the 40-year-old version. Yes, yes. Uh, no, but they have all been, they have all been different uh, episodes to the UK version, and they're uh, actually quite funny. Is uh, Ricky Gervais going to still be involved? Uh, they're still, as far as, as I know, they're uh, I, as far as I know, they're just overseers, as in they get script approval, apparently. Uh, but speaking of Ricky Gervais, when are we going to see extras on our screens here? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure. It's been a long time coming. ABC's holding back on us. Mm. Well, there are only six episodes of extras, and. We do know that the ABC likes to have at least 12. Well, when's, uh, well they're working on the second series. When's, when are we getting Doctor Who? Ah, yes. Apparently yes. the Christmas special is coming up not too far away. Haven't heard anything about the second yeah, what, season. Yeah, what about BAFTA winner, Doctor Who? The regular series had started by this time last year. Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where we get that. ABC? Yeah. <laughs> Send us an email at hooray at boxcutters.net. Pull your socks up, auntie. And that is the Box Cutters News. G'day, this is Daniel Bird. I was uh, the writer's intern at uh, Letterman in New York. You're listening to the Box Cutters, and you should. You should you should podcast it, you should download it, you should show it to your friends, you should feed it to your mother, you should own it, you should love it, and just be naked next to your iPod. You're not singing anymore, anymore. You're not singing anymore. It's something I was singing to the... <laughs> The Japanese. <laughs> to the Japanese 
earlier this week. Right. <laughs> Silently, while everyone else in my block of flats was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching Australia-Japan in the World Cup. I was now, awake now for I, it, but I was uh, still watching half. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. You're a fool. You're I, a fool. It was the greatest thing I've ever I, seen uh, in my I, life. I fell asleep in the last five minutes. Did, <gasps> any, did anything exciting happen? <laughs> yeah, nah. No, no, no. Australia kicked a couple so of goals. So you fell asleep just after that first goal? That, that was a joke, Brett. I didn't really fall asleep. <laughs> I watched the whole game. See, sometimes, Brett, people use humour to make a point. <laughs> I knew yeah, like that. Brett before when he said, I was watching half. <laughs> Uh, hey, I, I meant to ask you with half two. Was that the last episode? Uh, it was listed in. The, it, I think it was listed in the Green Guide. As yes, the it last was listed episode. as being final. Mm. Yes, it man. The, the the finish for that was was almost it? as good as the last ten minutes. Yeah, of the <laughs> Japan. It's, it's amazing because because at the end of half, Australia kicked three goals in quick succession, <laughs> and uh, and it, won and won the match and put themselves on top of the pool. Ah. And, but we're not actually talking about the World Cup itself. We're talking about World Cup coverage. Yes, I have SBS. to. I have to pull myself back mm. and uh, and just calm down a little bit. Even though it was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my human existence. It was. Have you seen any of the other games? What? I have. I saw some of. Uh, you don't. You don't get it, Brett. You just don't get it. I saw some of Spain, Ukraine. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, on Spain Wednesday were, night. Spain were looking. Very good. Spain made me, uh, you know, that thing where you you put your finger in your collar and, you know, pull it because it's getting a little bit hot. (laughs) Watching Spain play, I just, I I kind of went, Australia doesn't have a chance. (laughs) Because when Australia won, I kind of went, yeah, we're going to win the World Cup. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then seeing Spain play, I just went, oh, no, we're such a bunch of backyard boys. Yeah. But let's talk about the coverage Mm, mm. of uh, the World Cup. By the way, did you see... No. I've actually... Well, the ratings figures were were very impressive. It took out... uh, What was it? Monday night? (laughs) It was was Monday night. Um, You should know because you were watching half. And in fact, I I believe it won... You weren't even watching the second last six feet under. I believe it... I I did watch that later on. Right. Yeah. Because I was taping that. You see, I'm taping two things at once. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't understand. Uh, do you Perth. eat Vegemite, Brett? Do no, you eat, no, right. I hate Vegemite. Where Promite. were you born? Promite was how I was brought up. Uh, Melbourne. Really? Melbourne I, I, was, I was brought up on Promite too. Really? Because uh, I, I, was, I was born in Melbourne and uh, I'm Vegemite and I watched uh, the Socceroos. That's <laughs> all <laughs> so I'm saying. I, I, <laughs> terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it actually won the night for SBS over in Perth because, of course, they... Because you know, it's still before midnight. Before yes. Oh, okay. Um, it had uh, viewers of 2.166 million nationally. Really? Yep. Is uh, that... Uh, 792,000 in Sydney, 593,000 Is that like a, a spike or whatever they call it? A tent pole reading? Oh, what, what do they call that's it? At, at the highest Yeah, at the, highest, the highest point, or is that is that like on average? Because uh, that's that's an amazing figure that, for something that's on... I think that's on average. Mostly for, this, for all states except Perth, it's on well after. Yeah. Oh, no, when did it start? It started at 11 o'clock. Perth isn't actually a state, but yes. It started, it started at 11 o'clock <laughs> uh, and went through till about 1 o'clock. So half of it would have been within the ratings period. However... It, it's not that hard for it to be able to take out the night when second position is what's good for you. And we'll talk more about that later <laughs> on. Uh, the, the coverage itself, though, uh, I, I, think, I think that the crosses to the Sydney studio yeah. uh, during halftime mm-hmm. for a, a little bit of... Uh, a, for the ads? Well, no, there's sure, there's a lot of ads in between. 
But uh, a little bit of panel discussing how, this, how the, the match panel is going. Just have great insights into the game. Mm-hmm. I'm finding that really interesting, and it's uh, uh, we've talked about this before. What I like from my sports viewing on television, I like to see people who are passionate about the game talking about the game and how it could be better, or uh, what were great bits, or how exciting it is. That's what I like to see, and that's what we're getting on yeah. with, with the SBS coverage. Yeah, and I'm really enjoying just having one commentator for the actual match. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm so sick of the constant AFL banter, particularly on Channel 9, uh, particularly the Gary Lyon, James Brayshaw, Brian Taylor crap that you have to put up with. Mm. Anytime Dermot Brereton goes near a microphone, it's just hell. It's really nice on the soccer just to have just one commentator who knows what they're talking about and talks about what they're supposed to with the occasional dry quip thrown in. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, just talking about the soccer, not going on, you know, about, oh, here's your boy, Brian. Oh, he's fantastic, isn't he? Oh, you know, just bloody talk about the soccer. And doing what a commentator should be doing on television, which is talking about things that are happening on the field that we can't see on the screen. Mm. Uh, what, what is the name of the commentator on SBS? Oh, it's different depending, oh, okay. on, depending on which games. Uh, because I, it, you know, I've, I've heard commentators say, uh, oh, there's a man down on the field and uh, he wants to get off the field and he can't get off the field until there's a break in play. Mm. So we know what's happening where the ball isn't. Yeah. And... Uh, and then it's great when you see the ball go past that guy. <laughs> you go, oh, there he is. And don't step on him. Uh, things, things like that are really good. I think it's some of the best sports coverage we've seen in years. And, and very, very comprehensive. Showing, they're showing all the games and they're showing highlights the next day. Yes. Now, this, this does bring me to one... And re-showing Nerds FC. And re-showing Nerds FC and Song for the Socceroos and Endless Amount of okay. uh, uh, Soccer films but this does bring me to one point now I, they, they're not showing escape to victory i'm sure they are if it's a soccer film i'm sure they're right. showing it. uh for some reason the repeat that they have of the game that's on at five o'clock in the evening yes doesn't have the score the whole time oh. and doesn't have the clock on it now i uh i couldn't figure out why this was and i did a bit of research and apparently the Feed from Germany doesn't have the clock or the score, and that gets added in the downstream studio, which is fine for live, but then for some reason when they replay it, they're not adding it. Surely they could add that then as well. Yeah, that or it, or actually capture what they're show, what they're sending yeah. out live and and and, and re-show just show that capture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- that would be my only. So does uh, that mean there's timekeepers in the studio back here? I'm assuming there must be. Timekeepers and statisticians, because all the stats that come up uh, are uniform to, you know, to the, to the SBS score. livery. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I, I assume they must have. They must either have timekeepers here, or people, or it's getting sent through, and somebody's quickly typing it up. Or, well, you know. they wouldn't really need timekeepers because it's just because when they start the second half, it always starts at forty-five minutes. When they start mm-hmm. the first half, it always starts at zero. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of putting a clock on it yeah. and stopping that clock at the end mm-hmm. uh, because extra time is added on at the end of uh, every half based on stoppage time, they call it in, in soccer. That's what else I'm loving about it too. I'm, I'm generally, of the three games that are on each night, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to watch one and tape another and I'm just missing the third. But it's so nice to be able to tape something and know that it's going to start 
when it's advertised to yes. start within, you know, maybe a minute either side as opposed to, you know, regular television that we watch where it could start half an hour, you know, 15 minutes either side of the starting time. Which also happens with uh, with the football shown on, uh, on 10 and 9 because mm. it's a delayed telecast. Those guys in the in the pre-game uh, talking, they can crap on for ages before they actually get the game underway. Mm. I think uh, I think that's that's some magnificent stuff going on with uh, with SBS. And I had a point, and I've lost it. Well, enjoy it while you've got it, because the 2010 World Cup is from South Africa and will be in a lot better time zone for Australia. So Channel 9 are going so to go for it. I imagine and... Channel 9 will probably get it, especially if Australia do well or qualify again next time. Or I, I, I assume Channel 9 If probably... we still have a Channel 9, but do that. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, the hair on their, if the fire on their hair hasn't caught onto the curtains by then... I just I just want to mark mark that for to look back <laughs> in 2010. <laughs> see if my call's right. But yeah, I've I've been loving it. If you if you haven't had a chance to see it, check out SBS during the World Cup. This is how sport should be televised. Oh, that's that was my other point. Sorry. I've, is that the uh the on-screen graphics don't actually interfere with the image that we're seeing. They're they're really well placed. You can see a lot of the field, and uh, and you can also see the scores really clearly. Oh, you should watch the repeat. <laughs> they don't interfere at all. They're, they're, they're not there. But yeah, check it out. SBS nightly as long as the World Cup is on. Box cutters. Coming up on box cutters, we've got the end of the show. We've also got a little discussion of what's good for you. Some things you may have missed because they may have only appeared on cable or maybe they've only been on DVD, we don't know, uh, but you might want to check them out. We think they're quite interesting, is coming up a bit later, as well as Crap TV. Right now, I don't buy it. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Pepsi is putting coke into their ass. I can talk as much as I want. this is Ricardo Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and go down on you. Please. You, every every time you have to make a comment like that, you're so juvenile. It's Brad. something about Orson Welles saying I'll go down on you. That <laughs> you, you like, that you like the idea of his big fluffy beard. No. <laughs> <laughs> what don't you buy, Brett Cropley? No, I don't buy this. Starburst. Have you seen the ad for the Starburst lollies? Yes, I have the, uh, the Starburst squirts. It opens up with a tradesman just finishing off some work with a mother and a boy in a little bubble. It turns out the tradies just finished constructing a bigger bubble for the boy. So he sits down for a break and reaches for a lolly. We switch back to the boy, maybe 17, year olds, 17 years old, uh, with a poorly filled in moustache looking as geeky as they could possibly get from a guy in a nappy. Suddenly there's a bucket of ye- yellow fluid with lemon slices thrown over him. Oh. I haven't seen this one. Switch back to the tradie, who has just stuck a starburst in his gob. Uh, Is that starburst squirts? As opposed to starburst snakes. 
There's snakes. Oh, yeah, the stub is to everything, Brett. Get on board. Uh, obviously not being aware of the burst of fantastic flavour that's uh, come to him and escaped his mouth and, and covered the boy. Uh, switch back to the nerd boy who alternates between looking nervous and, and nerdy and uh, licking some of the crap off his shoulder and uh, mugging at the camera with a, a look of ecstatic love of the flavour. Yeah, I, I, I don't buy this ad. I really don't buy this ad. It's offensive to nerds. It's offensive to <laughs> tradesmen. It's offensive to boys in bubbles and offensive to the viewer. Lemons. I so don't buy this. Lemons? Oh, don't lemons, forget lemons. Man, alive. Well, apparently... Appar- snakes alive. Oh, no, that's Alan's. Um, uh, I haven't seen this one. I've seen the one at a party where I'm, they're all at like a pool party and it's like the aftermath of him. Which I, which I think is quite a good ad. Biting it and they're all, yeah. And, and someone runs up to him and says, what did you do? What and did then, you do? And then they're all start licking each other. And I've been seeing it in the uh, Big Brother AO. Ah... I I have I have seen I have seen that ad as well and what I don't buy is why this boy needs a bubble if he can quite easily have you know step citrus flavored goo if he can step out of it have citrus flavored goo all over him and then lick it off himself and clearly he's just in a bubble because he's an imbecile <laughs> and when you see the ad you 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 just go right he's just an imbecile. And it, yeah, I don't. I really, really don't that buy that. Such a crap ad. So I think it's offensive to imbeciles as well. Uh, <laughs> this next ad is offensive to people without skin. <laughs> so people are, are playing soccer. We soon discover that they're the Australian Socceroos. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an ad that is on during the World Cup. And are they actually playing, or are they just kind of kicking it up and bouncing? No, no, they're actually. And, uh, well, oh, they're in some kind of they're, weird. They're in three D. Yeah, they're in some kind of weird three D action with Homer. Thing. The thing is, it's a little more up to date than that. But yeah, the thing much. is, if they if they go up and and do a header, their body without skin does the header, and then the skin catches up with it. So is it skeleton or, or is flesh? It, are we looking no, at flesh? I, I think it's the is other, it way, the other around. way around. I think it's the other no, way around. No, this is flesh. This is this is all. All muscles. Uh, there is one time where we see uh, one guy dribbling, and uh, and you get a shot of his crotch, yes, which has uh, no internal organs <laughs> at all. Uh, I don't know what that's about. And then the rest of his body catches up with him. I I don't understand. This is an ad for Powerade, a special new type of Powerade, isotonic Powerade. Mm. Which uh, I've, I've never had that. I've had orange and I've had raspberry. <laughs> I've never had isotonic. Oh well, it, uh, it's have you ever had isotones? You know, just b- I've had icy from... poles. Right, it's similar. <laughs> right, but similar. different. <laughs> uh, I've heard the song "Icy Red." <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's not as good as that. <laughs> it's, so it's for isotonic Powerade, which. Apparently means that if you're without skin, you can drink this and your skin will grow momentarily. Ah, is my understanding. I really—it's it's like an out of body experience. Uh, uh, You'll feel like your skin is being ripped from your body. Drink it. <laughs> That's what it seems like. <laughs> yeah. That's what it seems like. It doesn't actually say it'll help you play sport better. It'll just turn you into some kind of circus freak, and that's why I don't buy it. Cut. That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! 
<laughs> I love this oh, show. The sounds of crap TV once again fill our ears as they so do fill our eyes. <laughs> or will fill uh, our eyes soon. Or as the vision fills out. Because the sound can't really fill our eyes. Yeah, well, it can. It can. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. This, this is Thanks, uh, Professor Ross. <laughs> this is crap TV that's to come. Often we have crap TV that's been. Ah. This, is, this is crap TV that's coming up. Something for all of us Survivor fans out there to look forward to. Oh, we had crap TV on that this week. They. They didn't even show us the results of the, the, the voting draw but that's, that was, challenge off. That's true. Did, do what you think that came from CBS or do you think that is that... I think that came from CBS. I think that that had Burnett written all over it. Because it was yeah, such definitely. a because because it had the the special you know no nobody saying goodbye to everybody at, and the, just at the, the end it just had the shot of I can't remember what it was the around Island the tribal council yeah, stuff yeah yeah yep. so so I think that was probably from uh, from the show the way it was meant to be judge for yourself whether you think that's crap TV or not however that's that's crap just, TV no it's just building drama however Channel Nine have done it again to viewers next week. Uh, next uh, next week they're having the three hour finale as usual. Yes, to show so an hour of uh, so two hours of Survivor leading up to finding out who wins, and then the and hour Jeff jumps on the jet ski and exactly exactly. Then the hour of reunion special where you find out who wins. Blah 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 blah, and they talk about what happened. Channel Nine, in their wisdom, is showing two hours from seven thirty to nine thirty. Then putting this is on CS Tuesday. On Tuesday, yep, Tuesday the whatever it is, twentieth uh, maybe. Sure, why not? <laughs> then putting an hour of CSI New York in between. Oh no! And then putting the finale at ten thirty. So if you're watching Survivor, you thought this week was bad. <laughs> you have to watch it and then sit through an hour of CSI in New York just to find out who won. That's freaking criminal. It is. So what, what I think is going to happen is Jet's gonna, Jeff's going to jump on the jet ski or whatever it is <laughs> and they're going to say uh, it'll take him a while to get there. <laughs> come, come back in an hour. I, I would like to see Jeff getting on the jet ski and then before he turns up at Radio City Music Hall which is where they do the, the finale every year, Yeah, uh, bumps into Gary Sinise, and they duke it out and solve a crime. And ah. The crossover episode. Yeah. Ah, now that, that would be all right. Unfortunately, See, that, that would be great. Unfortunately, it's nothing that clever. It's just shit programming by Channel 9. Uh, it's, it's been a very bad season for Channel 9 viewers of Survivors. Well, they promised we'd be up to date by the end they of the season. They promised we'd be up to date and by the end not. of the season. Initially, they, they delayed it. Because they couldn't have Start Survivor, have it on for three or four weeks, then have a gap of two weeks, heaven forbid. So they started it six weeks late, which is why we were late in the first place. And now this... uh, And I'm sure that if you rang Channel 9 and complained about it, I'm sure that they would somehow intimate that it was your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that if it had more viewers... Perhaps they wouldn't need to prop it up with CSI New York in the middle of it. Well, what happened when you rang up and complained? Uh, I got a dial tone. I, I didn't ring and complain. When I rang, when I, I, rang and, I have a forum for my complaints. <laughs> when I rang and complained, uh, they said it was Brett's fault. So, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because he taped what, what, because Waiting he, for me to, to <laughs> catch up because on the you, tape. Because you tape it and, and fast forward through the ads, so that hour in between isn't going to matter at all. Look, well, I... Uh, not particularly, but the final one, <laughs> the final one would be a lot more... 
likely to actually be watching live. Yeah. And so not be fast-forwarding the ads. Yeah. So they're digging their own freaking grave. Yeah. Screw you, Channel 9. Exactly. And, I mean, I, you know, there's there's a million-something viewers nationally that watch Survivor every week, and Channel 9 are saying, well, you know what? It's not running the rating slot, so none of you actually count. And I'd love to say that it's just Channel 9 that does this, but I think uh, I think all networks are guilty of this from time to time, and they can have as many of their little thanks for watching, we love you ads as they want, but uh, in reality, I think all networks just have contempt for viewers. Well, they do, I mean, it makes sense that they were losing the ratings early on in the season because they were up against star dancers. Exactly. Well, it doesn't make sense, but we can see how it happened. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. That's that's right. Now it's up against border security. What hopes it got? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, look, there's a sniffer dog. You don't get to see nearly as many sniffer dogs as uh, as as you would like on border security. No, I don't, I don't understand. Like, hello, goodbye, which I've complained about many times on this on this show. Having been to the airport several times, it's not very interesting. No. Now, I, if, they, if they could work out a way with hello, goodbye to incorporate overpriced snacks into the show, then uh, then I think it would be a, an amazing feat of television. Hello, goodbye, sponsored by Kleenex Tissues, no less. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Which oh. every promo that comes up, they say it's sponsored by Kleenex Tissues. And I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but the other week they had an an ad for Hello Goodbye. I haven't seen the show yet. That, well, I don't that even was, know when it's on. That was as much as... Just well, because I'm so disgusted. It's on the... By, it's on, brought to you by cleanings that I don't look at, at this. It's on Thursday nights. So that might be why you miss it. Yeah, that, that you, could... You're usually busy no, on look, Thursday I'm, night. I'm setting, I'm setting the video for... I'm, I'm setting the <laughs> video for... Video A or video B? For what's good for you. <laughs> oh, okay. That's true. Uh, no, they had, they had a, an ad. Now, the, the ads for Hello Goodbye are, are as much as I could bring myself to watch. But... Basically, uh, the whoever it is with the microphone was needling this man who was in a relationship uh, about whether he was going to propose to his girlfriend on their overseas tour. And eventually she got it out of him that, yes, he, he did plan to propose to her while they were overseas. And they're going, oh, isn't it magnificent television? No, you've just ruined this poor bloke's you know, proposal plans. He's, you know, he's going to be on top of the Eiffel Tower or something like that. No, bad luck. You said it in Sydney Airport because Hello Goodbye pressured you into it. Good for you. <laughs> Do these I, people get paid? I can't imagine that they would. I, I would just to, uh, so tell them just to go screw themselves. Let's go to Sydney Airport. <laughs> <laughs> let's, I, let's, let's go down. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do plan to, uh, to uh, propose to uh, the person I'm going to marry on Hello Goodbye. Oh, really? Yeah, in that special way that people propose on, on television. Yeah. I'm actually just going to do it. No, we're not going anywhere, but... <laughs> <laughs> Come to the airport. Why? No reason. No, no reason. <laughs> no reason at all. <laughs> but uh, getting back to Survivor, I just think that's, that's shit. It's contempt for the viewers and Channel 9, you suck. Yeah, it's completely outrageous. That is crap TV. Hi, I'm Josie Pirelli from Chart Busting 80s and you're listening to the guys on Box Cutters. Just quickly... <laughs> Just quickly, thanks, Josie Pirelli. That's a that's a that's, good that's a good little promo. I don't think I've heard that one. That's that's precociously good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I heard it when she did it, but yeah. Uh, Dead like me. A couple of weeks ago, we read a letter from a box cutter, a member of the box cutters family. Speaking of which, we we always welcome your emails and letters and SMSs. 
to hoorayboxcutters.net. I don't know how you're sending SMSs. <laughs> To I, think, I think you can do it. I think there's SMS to email gateways these days. Oh, oh really? Oh, Technology. I'm just making this crap up. Technology. <laughs> you guys are great. <laughs> check it and check it out. We'll uh, we'll have a crawl on the bottom of the uh, video podcast yeah. for people to there give you is, instructions. Give you instructions. There is no video podcast. You just keep believing that, Josh. There is no video podcast. <laughs> Where can people find the video podcast, Brett? At boxcutters.net slash vlog. That's right. You should have said, duh, the internet. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you can find that there is no video podcast. Uh, Dead Like Me. Where's it from? US? It's a US show. It's uh, one of the early Showtime productions Mm -hmm. with uh, Showtime trying to, to do what HBO do in the States. So it's been around for a while? It's been, for a it's of years, been around maybe? for a, a few years, probably uh, four years old. It started in 2003, so we're getting up to, to four years old. It only ran for two seasons. It was created by Brian Fuller, who uh, also uh, worked on Wonderfuls, another oh. show that only lasted one season. Uh, so it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's got something to do with him spelling his name with a Y. <laughs> Well, it is B-R-Y-A-N. Uh, and Wonderfalls was uh, also worked on by uh, Tim Manier, who worked on Firefly, which also lasted for only one season. But did have a spin-off movie. But did have a spin-off movie, unlike Wonderfalls or Dead Like Me. Dead Like Me is excellent. It is about uh, a girl whose name is Ellen... Sorry, George, Georgia Lass, played by Ellen Muth, who looks like she is either... 18 or 45. It's, really, it's She has that kind of... She has like an old person's face and a young person's body. And it works really well for her contemptuous attitude towards the world. And this is how the show starts off. Uh, she, she is uh, just out of college, I think. Uh, and she's uh, forced to go and get a job by her mother. Uh, she goes and gets a job. She starts working at lunch one day. She gets hit by a toilet seat that has fallen from a space station <coughs> and dies. Torn right out of the, today's headlines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, out of the headlines of 1975 with Skylab. <laughs> uh, before, before she dies, though, uh, somebody touches, uh, touches her on, on the shoulder. An old man touches her on the shoulder. And says, look out for the toilet. <laughs> Well, no, no one says that, unfortunately. And, uh, and after the toilet seat hits, she finds herself standing next to this man who is a Grim Reaper. And his particular job as a Grim Reaper is to remove the souls of people before they die a horrible, tragic and painful death. So, so the ones dying of cancer in the hospital, they don't get this special treatment? No, they, get, they, they have their own Reapers. So there are there are reapers oh, who okay. who have there there are job specialties essentially. So so like Homer could could be this one for the accidents when he when he was the Grim Reaper. Yes, and Simpsons did it. The real one didn't go off on holidays. Yes, yeah, mm. yes, something like that. Uh, the uh, we we soon find out that uh, it is this that Georgia was this man's last reap. And he can now move on to wherever it is that he's supposed to move on. Georgia has to take over his role and joins a group of five Reapers who have this, this particular job of, uh, of going around and uh, taking the souls of people who are about to have some terrible death. 
Which is one of the great things about this show, is just seeing how ridiculous these deaths can get and uh, and how outrageous they are. But one of the better things about this show is the interplay between the characters. You have uh, Roxy, who is a uh, police... It's, she's a... Sorry, not, not a police woman, not in the first series. She's a, a, a ticket uh, inspector or a ticketing inspector for um. cars. That's her job. Is that what they're called? The like people? a meter maid? Yes. Yes, but not like the... Parking inspector. A parking inspector, thank you. Oh, it's been a long day. <laughs> and she's, she's a parking inspector because uh, as Reapers, they live in the real world, but oh. they don't get paid. So they can touch and they can pick up and they can feel uh, their, uh, their appearance has changed so that the people who knew them can't recognise them in the street. Uh, but everything else is the same. So we see them as they were in real life. We don't see them as they are now, having been dead. But isn't she too sense. busy going around saving people's souls to be writing out tickets? No, because for... they'll they'll each get like one or two souls a day. That's it. So so can she like like go into a transporter and and she knows when it's going to come up and and go and touch them oh, on the shoulder? No, it's just in their world. Sorry, just in their city. These are just the Reapers in that city. Okay. There, there are other Reapers throughout the world and there are Reapers for pets. And there are... It's a fascinating world that they've created oh, here. Yeah. A, a really fascinating world. So Roxy, uh, who's played by Jasmine Guy, who uh, was in uh, the uh, Cosby show spin-off Perfect World or A Different World. Yep. Uh, she played the affected Southern Belle student. Uh, very different role here. Uh, she supplements her income by uh, by being a, a parking inspector. But then there's uh, Mason, who is played by Callum Blue, an excellent character, an ex-junkie, a current junkie, uh, just a terrible junkie who supplements his income by stealing from the dead. Uh, there was uh, there, there's one excellent episode where he uh, he reaps uh, this old lady who uh, whose oven explodes and uh, her children just don't care about her at all and she describes to him how to forge her signature on a check so that uh, he can make out a, a large check to himself uh, it's it's great and and the whole thing with with Georgia is that she tries for a while to uh, to supplement her income in other ways but ends up having to get a job ends up getting a job at the place where she worked on the day that she died. And uh, the the great thing about that is we get to see more of Dolores Herbig is is her name. And you you will not forget her name because every time she introduces herself, she says Dolores Herbig as in Herbig Brown Eyes. A fantastic character. I don't think we've ever seen a character like her on television. Uh, And... And the characters that have been built up in this series were just so good. Have I mentioned that Mandy Patinkin was in it? No, I don't think I have. Mandy Patinkin is in it. He plays kind of the boss of, uh, of this group of Reapers and uh, just a, a real acerbic character, but caringly acerbic. It's a, a strange mix and, and kind of a little bit the way humans really are. And the only way that we get to see that is that they're now dead. Uh, The first season is nowhere near as good as the second season. Uh, If you can get them on DVD, check them out. 
because they're really worth watching. And you get to the end of the second season and uh, it is a little bit disappointing because they clearly were leading up to something and it just never got renewed, which is a shame. The show, once again, is called Dead Like Me. You can pick it up on DVD. It is still uh, appearing on Fox 8 on Foxtel, if you want to check that out. Uh, I can highly recommend it. You may have missed it. It's quick, it's short, it's to the point. It's What's good for you, Brett? Well, certainly not what they have on Channel 9 at 7.30 on Monday nights, Josh. And now it's in the show. <laughs> no, what's good for you is uh is it's a lifestyle show um overall hosted by uh Sigrid Thornton. Um they have three or four regular reporters that go out and uh look at stuff such as none of what's who, the best method to avoid a hangover done television before. I'm just saying have, have, have they not? Right. Which shows immensely. If if the listeners could have only seen Ross's eyes oh, roll back in his head, this is just the biggest piece of crap. This it is in a, in in a nutshell. I reckon it's the lifestyle television equivalent of Brainiac. It has a little bit of science mm-hmm. that is just freaking wrong, mm-hmm. and and they say they they have like it has the, a lot of the, padding. The, what's the best hangover cure? And they have four or five people, and they take them out and they get drunk and they try a different cure and like once they they finish doing that following following them and and see how they feel they say well this this proves that this is the best hangover cure that you're ever going to come across yeah it, it's just appalling now this is this is from beyond productions and it was touted as being a human based mythbusters yes it's not a patch on mythbusters it's just it's just terrible. They got a bunch of girls and they gave them incrementally two hours less sleep than yep. each other. And the big finding that they came out with at the end was that the one who got eight hours sleep was more refreshed than the one who got no sleep. I'm serious. This, this was their right. scientific study. And that proves it. Yeah. Because <laughs> the only segment I saw of What's Good For You was uh, a man who uh, got... Box by, jellyfish, yeah, no, yep. box jellyfish, blue bottles, yep, blue bottle jellyfish, With five different uh, pain relief techniques, yeah, and I, I found that quite interesting. You know, does does this work? Does that work? And it turns out that the thing that was uh, that that was uh, most helpful was hot water, and uh, and that personally, I've never been stung by a blue bottle. If they could have, if they could, it's not likely that I'm going to be unless I'm living in Sydney swimming up there. If they could have condensed that into three or four minutes or five minutes instead of just continually coming back over the whole course of the whole show. Like they do a little bit and then they go off and Michael Slater's busy eating chocolates with a whole bunch of fruitcakes to try and figure out whether it's going to give you pimples or not. Hang on, is Michael Slater, Australian cricketer, Michael Slater? Australian cricketer. Uh, Current Channel 9 whore. Right. He's he's also on uh, Dancing with the Stars. I can't believe it's on TV. Whatever it is, Torval and Dean. Right, Dancing with the Stars on, on ice, ice. Mm. or Dancing with the Stars with cardigans. <laughs> and you know, you know what else? Singrid Thornton hosts it like she's hosting Play School. Well, can you believe that, boys and girls? Apparently, if you don't get eight hours sleep, it's not good for you. I never would have seen that coming. 
It needs to be. It needs to be more like um, the scary door. You know the scary door off Futurama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is which is you know it, it's ten seconds television. <laughs> it's just thing and then payoff straight away. Does eating chocolate give you pimples? No. Right. Next bit. And I could do the whole series in one damn episode, and it'd be good because some of the things that they're trying to find out are quite interesting. But the padding, the commentators, the patronising tone of it—it's just it's a complete waste of time. It like is. seriously, like waste. It is. I it aims to, to waste time. I just want to go home now and find that episode of Futurama with Scary Door on it. We because uh, I I have not laughed that hard at anything in a very long we time. Might, I might see if I can uh, drag that in next week. Oh, that that'd be great if you're mm. here next week. Mm. Oh, maybe the week after. Yeah. Mm. Uh, which, which reminds me, just quickly, I picked up The Critic for uh, about 40 bucks on DVD, the entire series, uh, about 36 episodes or something like that. Oh, Russ, Russ, what's The Critic? Uh, Jay Sherman, from uh, he, he, they do a crossover episode with The Simpsons, voiced by uh, John Lovitz. Okay. It's, a, it's, <laughs> it's from the mid-90s, a cartoon from the mid-90s, uh, made by uh, the same producers as The Simpsons, but a much more adult uh, kind of drama comedy, uh, which is really interesting. Never seen it, never heard of it. You, you haven't seen the Simpsons episode? It's the one where they have the Simpsons Film Festival and Mr. Burns yeah, makes a film. You know the yeah. critic that flies in? That's Jay Sherman. That's Jay Sherman, he, the he's critic. Also, he's uh, the star of the critic. Okay. He's also in, uh, in a Simpsons episode where uh, they're in another mental hospital and they walk past a door and uh, the door is open and he's just shouting at the doctor it stinks it stinks it stinks it stinks because that's his catch cry uh it's it's great. And, the, and the doctor's saying yes mr sherman everything stinks everything stinks and he's, he's, in, a, he's also, in another episode mm-hmm. where uh they're all sitting at, at the bar all, all the characters that have been voiced by john lovitz sitting, sitting at, at the at bar. bar and uh the arty 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 buck arty no arty anyway uh the Marge- Mick, Mick send me a text message and I'll <laughs> let everyone know next week. Anyway, uh, what's good for you? It's a waste of time. <laughs> and, and on top of that, uh, the theme tune just sucks as well and they use it way too much. I'm not sure how we got onto all that other stuff. It was like we were trying to sign off the show. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> wow. Or, or just keep the show going indefinitely. <laughs> Wow, maybe we were. Maybe we were trying to sign <laughs> off the show. I can tell you exactly how we got onto all that other stuff, but in the meantime... Hey, speaking of theme songs, I can hear the Box Cutters theme song. Oh. That means it's time to go. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, thank you very much to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast. They are wonderful to us, but they could sometimes have cake ready for us. Cake would be great. I would love some Thank cake. you to all our special guests in tonight. If you didn't hear them, you weren't paying attention. <laughs> uh, actually, you'll be able to see on the uh, video podcast, uh, they're all waving in the window here. Yes. There is no video <laughs> podcast. Um, now, remember, Six Feet Under fans, the last one ever is on this Monday night. And remember, not uh, Six at, Feet Under fans. Remember, and remember, the last, not six feet on. the last one is on air, and I can tell you what happens right now if you want. <laughs> No takers? I, I have right. some suspicion about what's what's going to happen. I, I think Nate's going to die. <laughs> He's already dead. Right. I, I, I said that and then suddenly I realised I was taking a punt that you were up to date with your six-foot <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Uh, oh no, the father dies. I think in the uh, in the final episode of Six. He was Under. dead before the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for episode thirty nine of Box Cutters. It's three times thirteen. Ooh, is it three times as unlucky? I hope not. Maybe for the listeners. Maybe for the listeners. <laughs> Don't forget to buy, buy, buy Box Cutters merchandise. Cafepress.com slash Box Cutters or click on the Superstore of Love link on BoxCutters.net. It's a superstore of love. It is a superstore of love. Store. Uh, and you can email us, hooray at BoxCutters.net. Email me. My name's Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I am and continue to be Brett Cropley. And thanks for listening to Box Cutters. <laughs> Check us out again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.